0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 15th, 2020. Strong hand... Long-term thinking, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, unconfiscatable, strive for greatness, personal responsibility is the new counterculture, deferral gratification, conviction, golden age. We're going to talk about that all of today uh, on this show. A lot of it, hey, it's late at night, but I'm here. That's conviction. You get a new show here every day. Friday was this week of Bitcoin. Oh man, American Hoddle was on, Vlad was on, Adam was on. Uh, it was quite a show. Check, check it out. Link to below, disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt. Hello, my elite friends. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Type in BitcoinMeister in the chat or send a super chat right now. As you can see, different location now. I'm in LA. Uh, for those who aren't caught up, we're going to talk about how I got to LA in a second on the bus. But I do want to say that this Thursday I'm going to be speaking at Long Beach. That's think that's linked to below. Thanks to Tone Vase, I will be in Las Vegas at his event on Saturday, a week from today, at the D, Unconfiscatable. That is linked to below. Also, a lot of you have said, you know, Adam, YouTube can be a pain. YouTube has given people problems. You're, I, I like to see you. I know you're on a podcast at sportsmeister.com that is popular. And many are listening to that right now. Pound that like button. If you're uh well, you can't do that. If you're listening to it, but pound that like button. If you're watching this, but uh, people have suggested bit shoot. And I have said, I am at bit shoot. It's linked to below, but I have to tell everyone, all the people that are shouting, Oh, go to bit shoot. It's the next, it's the next big thing. There's a, a minority of the time, but a large minority of the time, uh, you upload your video there, and it doesn't they just it never gets processed. it's it, that's a pain. YouTube, it always works, okay? It's better with the uploading. I mean, so there, there's it's more than just that YouTube, everyone's watching YouTube that makes it better it, it's it's a better interface. Big shoot is not in the major leagues when if, if you can't upload your video there, like, 99.9% of the time then youtube you can do that and that's that's a big thing when you're creating content you think you're uploading your video to big shoot and uh it, it ends up not it ends up processing for two days and never gets uploaded you just have to do it again and so for you, all of you yelling about try big shoot try big shoot try this try that well are they as reliable as youtube there's a reason youtube is uh is number one. Uh, There's many reasons that YouTube is number one, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. All right. So personal story, you you guys all like personal stories. Well, first of all, I want to say that February 15th, and I think I mentioned this before is a lucky day of mine. Uh, Some great things, uh, some good things that happened to me on this day before, and two specific things in my past, when I did not value my wealth in Bitcoin, I just want to point this out for the history buffs out there, both on Fe- two long-term girlfriends of mine. I started going out with them on February the 15th of various years. And uh, yeah, that's the day after Valentine's Day, right? So, <laughs> so that's pretty good, man. That, that, that That's pretty good. That's That's a, I, I mean, mo- most dudes, they just, they spend a lot of money on, uh, on, on uh, Valentine's day and they don't get anything. I, uh, whatever. I don't know what I did on those. Well, I know what I did on one of those Valentine's days. Um, but I didn't spend a lot of money and the 15th, I did pretty darn well. So I always have a big smile on my face on February 15th, looking back on those, uh, fun days of, uh, some youthful innocence there. Uh, no doubt about it. I say value your wealth in Bitcoin and definitely value your wealth in Bitcoin. But if you, if you ever value your wealth in, uh, in the ladies or anything, you can, there definitely are uh, fond, uh, you could have some uh, fond memories uh, out there, but uh, luckily I, I ended up in one piece after uh, all those experiences. And again, it's, it's just stories. Now it's just stories. Uh, there there's, there's a lot of things you can get into in life. How about that people? Uh, and uh, try to get into things that make you happy, not just to fit in and uh, to, to make some uh, other people happy. Okay. Moving on, better yourself, people, better yourself. Pound that like button. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh, well, okay, I'll, let's talk about the golden age real quick before I talk about my El Paso story. And uh, my. my so they have this little small, someone made this really small little camera, and I hope they can put this, use this camera when they send something to Alpha Centauri one day uh, to take pictures of our uh, nearest uh, Star to this uh to our solar system. And it didn't say that in this article, but here. This is the Omnivision OV63, and this is linked to below. Everything I talked to about is linked to below. The Omnivision OV6948, the world's smallest camera, has just famously entered the Guinness Book of World Records, measuring just 0.575 by 0.575 by 0.232 millimeters it's good for 40,000 pixel color images using a rgb bare back side illuminating chip dude hey man we are making progress uh keep dreaming big people throw that get, get us to alpha centauri we want to see pictures and this would be good on there people are trying to make these uh These uh, solar-powered, very small – well, they're laser-powered, too. Laser-powered sails, solar sails, whatever you want to call them. Little teeny satellites that you can send real fast to to Pluto, to really faraway places. And Alpha Centauri is the goal. But they they need to be incredibly lightweight, and you want to take pictures with them. So you'd have to have a very very little camera. So this is one step closer to that, I was thinking. Now, I want to point out out to everyone – what, what is this? This is a white Thailand a white Thai coconut. I never had one before two days ago. You gotta really rip into these things like cut into them, but it's good stuff. It, there's not much uh, coconut flesh inside the white jelly stuff. It tastes pretty good if you're into that. Nice liquid. Um, I don't I don't drink the coconut water actually. Um, it's, you know it's sugary and everything. I'm not into sugar. I did, uh, I, I put some in my hair, uh, well, I put some in my body, I'm going to put some in my hair, I, I bathed with it a little bit, washed, when I, because I take a cold shower every day, I threw some of the coconut water on me, I guess some got in my hair, but uh, in the past, I put some in my hair, not the, from the regular coconut, anyway, try new things, uh, if you like coconuts, it's fun, it's fun, to, 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 if you never had a coconut, try it out, it's how. He- it's the point is, is the coconut flesh, very healthy for you. Very, very healthy for you. There's, there's a health tip of the day, and, uh, and, and you can't hear the water. If that, 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 if you can't hear the water inside of it, that means it's good still. So I've been told. Okay, you got a little show and tell. So that's a health tip. Here's an Airbnb tip for you. If you're staying at an Airbnb, you got to keep those places clean. Definitely, you don't want to make leave too much of a footprint, right? So. One thing I do, I just use one plate, one set of utensils, one glass. I actually have my trusty water bottle, of course. Um, and so you, every day you clean them off and everything. So you don't like, you don't want to pile up stuff in the, I mean, you can do this with your regular life too. Just use one of each and clean it off each day. So you don't have a pile of stuff. Uh, the other thing is, and I do this wherever I go, don't wear shoes inside of a place. You don't want to track dirt. It's it's filthy to do that. That's what the – in Asian countries, they don't wear shoes in their in their uh, places. And I think in Iceland, they do the same. I, I've been – in uh, the Airbnb in Iceland, it says, you know, don't wear shoes in here. And, of course, I never wear shoes. But that's just a tip for people that do wear shoes in their place. If you don't, it, dra- it drags in mud and dirt, and uh, it's easier to clean up and sweep when you when you're done with the place and that's what you you want to be very efficient. I I am very very clean when I'm at my Airbnb's. Very, very clean. You just just you don't leave a footprint. You, you don't need to use everything in the darn Airbnb. There's there's I don't even watch the darn TVs in the Airbnb. I don't touch certain things. You don't want to leave fingerprints. It's easier that way. Okay. So let me see how we doing over here. Oh lovely. Lovely. Okay. Doing well on time. So and if you've got questions, type in Bitcoin Meister or do do the super chat. Remember, it's beyond Bitcoin. So we're obviously, that's why we're talking about subject matters that go way beyond Bitcoin. John in California says, hello, Adam. What's up by you right now? I love this neighborhood. I was going to save this till the end. um, But this, I'm an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. And uh, it's right. It's off of La Brea, south of Santa Monica. I've mentioned this many times. I don't know what they call the neighborhood. Uh, there's a few hipsters around. There's a, some. There, I mean, there's some hipster places. It's not West Hollywood. It's south of West Hollywood. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's safe as anything. And uh, I can run the East Hollywood. You know, makes me feel <laughs> it's a little rougher over there. I can run the West Hollywood. See all the guys over there. <laughs> for those who like guys, that West Hollywood's a place to go for that. So you, you got Orthodox Jewish, and then you got the guys of West Hollywood. Uh, yeah. All sorts are all, all sorts in LA, but uh, yeah, I, I can run to uh, what's, what's, what's the other silver Lake, which is hipster central run down the Koreatown, whatever, man, near everything. Ken Bozak says the new facial love, love likes. He likes my new facial hair. Well, it's just, it's a temporary thing But this uh, I just wanted to grow up the mustache a little bit, do some fun things. Uh, BTC, so yes, whatever this neighborhood, it's got a couple names this neighborhood because uh, what do they call it? They, they they, call it Fairfax a little bit because I, I can run over to Fairfax also Fairfax is uh, parallel but west of uh, and I can run the Beverly Hills it's, I mean everyone knows Beverly Hills, right? all over the world. like it. I can run to the prices right, which is right off of Fairfax but CBS studios, there are all sorts of studios you can run to. I've run by all these things. I see them. It's commonplace. It's, this is LA, man. It's uh, so many unique beasts out there. So many unique beasts out there. I haven't seen any homeless tents. I'm, I'm going to jinx myself in this area uh, lately, but I probably can find some soon. So uh, yeah, John says my office is off of La Sienga Pacific design center, Melrose and San Vicente. Yeah. That's nearby. I mean, that's, that's near Beverly Hills, too. That's west of here. So I haven't run by there in, in quite some time. What's the, uh, What's the, there's another Orthodox Jewish street that's uh, pa- parallel to uh, Melrose, but south of Melrose. And the, the neighborhood, they named the neighborhood after that, too Fairfax dash. I forgot the name of the street. Um, the Chabad, the huge Chabad is on there. They got a big. A big school there, or something that looks like seven seventy. Anyway, okay, I, I've rambled on too much. People don't want to hear about LA uh, and everything, but I I enjoyed here. So moving on, we're going to talk about. Uh, hang on, I lost my uh, notes here. Uh, how how did I get here? How the heck did Adam get? So I took the the Flix bus, right? And I, I have to say, Flix bus is is dirtier than Mega bus. And uh, and the other one. Well, let's do the other darn one. I can't even think of the, uh, the, uh, anyway, it. Anyway, it, it's it's not as – it's cheaper, though, at times. And so this – and it goes to different places than uh, Megabus and <laughs> – why can't I think of the other one's name? Darn it. Um. Anyway, so Bus, and the guy – they have a little area. There's not as many seats because there's this little closed-off area where the one of the drivers sleeps, or both of them sleep, and they just – it's probably filthy in there too. The bathroom looked kind of filthy, uh, but they take uh, – they stop along the way. I mean, from El Paso to here is like 14 hours. I don't even know what it was. It was overnight. So I'm supposed to get to the bus stop at – before the, the bus is supposed to leave at 4.40 p.m. on Tuesday. And it just so happens that uh, the day ends up the worst weather day in El Paso. And I knew it was going to be like 44 degrees. So that's fine with me, 44 degrees. And it was raining. And so I'm cool with that. I'm waiting for the bus. And another guy's waiting for the bus. He said, it should have already been here. Usually gets here earlier. It was like 420 by that point. I wasn't too worried. It started to get cold, though. It it started really dropping uh, in temperature. And uh, but it's raining, and I, as it's bound to get here soon. Why why is it late? And and they don't have a formal bus stop. You're standing outside of a tire shop. It, it, this is how they cut costs, which is great. Which is great. That that's fine with me. You, you get what you're paid for. So 440 comes along. It's not there yet. And the the temperature has dropped so much at this point that it's snowing. <laughs> It's snowing in Mexico at this point because I'm right. The, the stop is right across the street from Mexico. You see the bridge in the Mexico. So it's snowing in Mexico. It's snow, snowing in El Paso. This doesn't, doesn't happen very often, but I'm, I'm there. And this other guy actually got into a car, I guess, of a family member. So I'm the only one. And then some other, there are two other people standing out there. And it's getting nasty. I mean, it was nasty. So it was wet snow. It was blowing. And I had this little umbrella. And man, I, I was getting, it was bad. And then the guy comes out of his car. I mean, a lot of time is passing by. And he, he said, I just got a text as <laughs> I, I don't have a phone. He just got a text. He said, because there's the weather, they're late. They're late because of the weather. It's going to be 20 minutes to half hour more. And at that point, I just ran into the tire shop. I just ran into this garage. I mean, it's not even has nothing to do with the bus. And the guy starts speaking Spanish to me, <laughs> and I said, "Sorry, man." It, it, it's he said, "It's all right. It's all right. It's all right." Um, so the guy was very kind. He let me stand in his tire shop. Uh, but it, the, the bus was an hour late. It ended up being an hour late, and uh, yeah, and then it got to LA about three hours late because there was snow. There was snow on that route in uh, in in a. In a Quite a bit of New Mexico. There there was snow on the route, so I guess that was slow. I kept falling asleep, and so I got here. I, I got to LA. Um, it, this is what you get when you when you travel the bus. Can I recommend FlixBus? Bus? Well, I, I recommend it with a warning. It's uh, it's cheap, and uh, but it, it it definitely got me here. So there, there's my my little story. It's uh, conviction. I was so happy to, because by the time we got to LA, it's sunny, beautiful in LA. It was just freaking snowing in El Paso. Unbelievable. Okay. So th- th- there's your little story of the day. You can, uh, if you're not watching this live, I hope you uh, fast uh, played this at 2X. Uh, let me make sure I didn't skip. Okay. Now, four, there are fill, four companies that trillion-dollar valuation companies that met at the White House with uh, President Trump. Apple, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, it's linked to below. He says, you have MAGA, the trillion-dollar club. And so a lot of people thought that's – they think it's a bad thing if Trump ever heaps praise on trillion-dollar tech club. I think it's great. I think it's showing people aim high. Aim high. Be proud of being rich. Be proud of being the trillion-dollar innovating company. A lot of people are envious of Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft. They have problems with them. These are American-based countries, uh, companies on the cutting edge of technology that have changed this world in such amazing, amazing ways. We use them, what, every minute of the day, basically. You're using one of them. And oh, there's something in my mouth there. Um, (laughs) yeah, we, we use them every day and politically, I I think all of their bosses don't like Trump. They met with Trump. That's fine. Um, it, I'm not a fan of politicians, but if a politician is going to point out greatness, uh, to the people of this country, that's good. I think that's good. We should all be proud. We should all be, we should all aim high. We should all aim to be trillionaires. And so people ripping on him or ripping on those companies I'm not with you, man. I'm from. I'm for success and innovation, and that's what those companies are—the uh, genius behind them. And another reason, the, the strength of America, the strength of America, that there still is freedom in this country where those four trillion-dollar companies uh, can exist. And uh, let's let's get more. Let let let's become trillionaires in in, in the Bitcoin sense here. Let, let's get some Bitcoin people up there. Uh, but if, I say let's individuals out there, you individuals that are Bitcoin people, you strive for that greatness and get there. Pound that like button. So let's talk about the opposite in terms of uh, politics. Well, first of all, let me check out the uh, chat real quick. All right. No, we got still got the same things over there. No, not Greyhound. I don't, w- what's the other bus? It's a, it's Mega Bus, and uh, it's red. The other one is red. Uh, and I can't, it's killing me that I can't think of the name it's it's east, it's a lot of east coast uh it's east coasty i can't what is the other cheap, cheap bus I'm, I'm looking i'm looking it up now it's killing me that i can't i can't think of a simple name of the the other bus there's megabus and uh, i think Greyhound actually owns, owns it but they're uh it's it's, unbel- it's unbelievable i'm drawing a blank on it it's 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 to a point where i have to look it up <laughs> and i still can't i still can't get it and it should just be it should be jumping into my head it's megabus Flix bus which a lot of you don't know yet but again i just told you what happens with flicks bus and all of them most of them don't have formal uh formal bus stops anyway okay so i i can't think of the name i'll, I'll have to link to it after uh below after the show it is incredibly frustrating that i can't uh with all this freaking brain pat power out here, I can't think of the. Day. I mean, I can remember the winners of the World Series since 1956. I can't remember the darn name of the bus that uh, I traveled to Philadelphia on from Baltimore. Oh God, it's from White Marsh. Oh well, that's the. No, that's actually the, the one from White Marsh is the Mega Bus. But okay, moving on. So the controller of Baltimore since 1995. Now the, the controller. In the city, in the East, in the United States city, is, spo- is supposed to be in charge of the finance, all these financial aspects of the city. Okay, auditing. This Joan Pratt has been in power for four in four different decades now: nineties, the zeros, the tens, and now the twenties. And she just gets voted in automatically. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. And now she owned a business with the uh, a boutique with the mayor of Baltimore that just had to resign with, uh, Catherine Pugh and Catherine Pugh laundered $20,000 worth of money through the boutique and that she co-owned with the comptroller of Baltimore, Joan Pratt, that Joan Pratt is supposed to be an accountant. And she says she doesn't know anything about the money. The, and the, the business was so shady that they, they, they were rarely open. It was by, uh, appointment only. They only made a hundred thousand dollars one year and 20,000, 20, of it was this laundered money. Wasn't even money. It was, it was a bribe money that, uh, or contribution money that the mayor got. And she tried to hide it through the corporation, but Pratt, Joan Pratt, who's supposed to be an accountant, doesn't know anything about it. Doesn't know what the, the company, she's making up all these excuses. This is who's in charge of Baltimore. That's who was in charge of Baltimore. She's still in charge. And now only now people are like questioning, like, well, what did she know? When did she know it? She, so, but, but it's just amazing. This is who's in charge of the finances of Baltimore. The comptroller is involved in, in a business, which where money was being laundered with the mayor who just got kicked out, who had to resign who she was friends with. She was, she's financial partners with this. This is who's hand. This is why, uh, Governments can't run financially. Or, uh, it, it's a lot to ask, to ask for uh, to, for a government to be financially sound. Now, I do know that Bill Henry is running against, and I know Bill Henry personally, so vote for him if you're in Baltimore, I guess he should be able to do a better job than someone who gets into partnerships with a mayor who's completely corrupt in, in, in a business that seems like it's kind of fake, where $20,000 is being laundered through it, and she does she has no clue, even though she's an accountant and she's a partner in the place. And still, no one can name the name of that bus uh, that, that I, I can't. It's Megabus, what's the, what's the other name, people? Hook me up there. Ken, you're watching this. You should know it, even though I can't think of it. Uh, but your short-term memory is not uh, very good either, I guess. My short-term memory isn't good. I I'm just drawing a blank. Sometimes you draw a blank on the uh, Bolt Bus, it's called. There, I remembered it. <laughs> Thank God, Bolt Bus. I'm just thinking, Red Bus, Red Bus, and it's Bolt Bus. It just came to me. All right, pound that like button for Adam. Uh, it's late. It's it's 11:40 at night here. Now let's let's talk about more about politics here. And Politics is a big waste of time, indeed. But there actually is uh, <laughs> some innovation on the uh, presidential level going on by Bloomberg. And by uh, Tom Steyer, the the campaign is evolving what a campaign really is. So I'm a guy who is not going to be biased against billionaires. See above what I said. And so Bloomberg and Steyer are billionaires. And some people just like, oh, we can't vote for a billionaire. It's wrong for a billionaire to fund his own campaign. No, it's his own money. If someone earned a billion dollars, let them spend if they want to blow their money on a political campaign, that's great. Uh, that, that's just giving money back to the, the, the people, <laughs> to all, all, to people who are being productive for them in their eyes. Uh, so here is, what does this say? Bloomberg campaign paying micro influencers for content. And this is something I, if you watch, I think last week's beyond Bitcoin show, I said that Steyer was basically paying people for, to, to, to work for his campaign to vote for him. So, Bloomberg takes it to another level here. And there were people with Instagram pages that he was paying, his campaign was paying to pretend to talk with him and and pretend to be friends with him. It's creative stuff. It actually is just a whole new level of campaigning. I find no problem with it at all. If they want to waste their money paying micro influencers to pretend to be friends with them, what's but so be it. If they want to blow their money that way, but, but all sorts of people are saying it's unfair, it's wrong. It's it's innovation in, in a space. Po- politics is not a very smart space, but they're being creative there. They, they're being creative. And it, it, it makes me wonder, and, and Steyer is doing things too. And, and Bloomberg is not focusing on the four first states. He's focusing on the Super Tuesday states, and it seems to be paying off. He's, he's going up in the polls. That's something totally new, totally different. Uh, Steyer is focusing on South Carolina. We're going to talk about that in a second and is really hurting Biden. Uh, so these well-moneyed guys that people kind of discounted at first are, are, are now playing a bigger role in this thing. And it's different. I give them, they put their money where their mouth is that, 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 uh, and it, it, what it makes me wonder is that, is it just their people that are coming up with these ideas? Or are they coming up with these ideas? And are they that creative that they would, run the country in a more creative fashion that, uh, reflects what they're doing in terms of campaigning? I don't know. It's an, it's an open question. Now, again, don't rely on these people to change your future. You change your own future. It would be nice if the country, uh, could stop, uh, being as inefficient as it is at the federal level though. B Ruck says, Hey, Adam, it's been a while and I can't sleep just jumping in here, which country state are you in tonight? I mean, yeah, I guess you are just jumping in here. Remember, always check out the links below. First word of my, uh, first word that I have in all of my notes section is where I am. And tonight it says Los Angeles, California, B-Rock. So, all right. And, and again, I, I do. I do urge people when I when I do do these shows, and when whatever you watch on YouTube, just don't blindly sit there and drool and uh, watch the next video that comes up there. Think and read and comprehend what people are saying. So it's, it's very important, or else you are just a slave to the algorithm. You are nothing but an eighty percent or that way. Uh, no offense, B Rock or anything, but you just reminded me. I know you, you jumped in in the middle of the show and everything, but there's just so many people that do not. Um, you know, they'll watch a whole show and they'll ask me, where, where are you? I mean, it's the first word <laughs> and there's so many, well, as I was about to say, there's so many smart content creators out there. There are smart content creators and those people give you so much information in the note section and they talk about so many things. You can't just blindly sit there and drool and not be, you're not going to learn from these things. I mean, you might as well watch a stripper video or something like that. Uh, I mean, and and get off on it. I mean, this is is a total uh, waste of it's a waste of your time to watch videos with Thinking Man's content in it and not like read what's below it, the explanation, and like say, oh, Adam just mentioned Yaron Brooke. I should look up who this guy is, or these people that Adam are mentioning. I should look up who they are. You just don't sit. there. Don't be passive. Don't be a passive viewer uh, of all your of the smart YouTube videos that you watch. You actually, you know, try try to understand, try to learn, try to comprehend. Many people there's there's no listening comprehension uh, that watch my videos and it's a disgrace. I mean to them. I mean and then they're the people that blame. Oh, why am I so far behind? Why are so many people more successful? I mean that's how you get successful. You actually listen. You understand. You interact. You just don't sit there. You're in motion. It's it's in motion is not just about being physically in motion. It's about being mentally in motion, and uh, not just take not taking the easy way. And just listening to what YouTube says to what to look to next. But it's probably what YouTube is saying to watch after mine is some mindless fancy set and graphics video. You gotta actually take the one second and read the stuff below. All right, so um, let's see, Bloomberg. we talk about okay? So Yang is gone now. Yang is gone. I was gonna vote for Yang when I'm back in Baltimore. Not that it matters that much who you vote for. Uh, especially when you're in the state of Maryland and a Democrat, well, well uh, in a Democratic primary, I guess it makes a difference in the state of Maryland in the, in the general election in the state of Maryland, it doesn't matter who you vote for because the Democrat wins every time uh, for president at least. But there were so many people out there that said, Yang. Oh, Yang. The, the, the polls are wrong about Yang. These blind worshipers of Yang. Now, I mean, he's an all right guy, but they were like, he's so wrong. The numbers you'll see, he's going to take it to the convention. And so Yang dropped out after New Hampshire, and he said, I'm a math guy, and the math doesn't add up. So there you go. There's no conspiracy or anything like that. The, the the numbers were right. People didn't get behind him. Say what you will. I mean, that's that's up to the people. They didn't get behind. So I said I was going to vote for Yang because he was the smartest one. So now who should I vote? What should my statement be? I think my statement is going to be I am not against billionaires. I think I'll just vote for Steyer, probably, because that'll just. You know, it'll show in Maryland, he got a few, uh, one more vote. <laughs> Maybe that'll make a little difference. He'll get uh, 3% instead of 2%. And it just shows that the you know, billionaires are all right. Billionaires have every right to run for president as uh Pete Buttigieg does or uh or, or Andrew Yang does. It, it really doesn't matter that much, but I, uh, any suggestions. And by the way, Tulsi will be gone by then. I know all the, all you guys who just worship her because she's hot are going to suggest Tulsi, um, But I'm I'm on a statement for my my one vote. Uh, But don't worry about it too much because it is a a big waste of time. Uh, And I will say this. I don't know that much about uh, Steyer other than uh, he is a a billionaire. And his father, his father was Jewish at one point. Uh, Tom Steyer is not Jewish, though. Uh, Okay. Tom Steyer's mother is not Jewish. So he is not Jewish. And he, he's Episcopalian or something like that. I don't know what he says he is. Uh, but a lot of haters like to say that he's Jewish. Of course. of course. <laughs> uh, let's see. so. Okay, I said that the campaigns were uh, polit- innovating in their own way there. Oh, so when you type in Andrew Yang into Google, a Tom Steyer ad comes up. <laughs> That's how much money that dude is spending. Oh, God. And yeah, people love the scapegoat the rich. I, I do not scapegoat the rich. I am not a blamer here. I am not a scapegoater. What did we have here? Oh, Wall Street Journal article. Credit card debt in the U.S. rises from uh, rises to a record $930 billion. So yeah, people are a uh, $930 billion in uh, debt in, to, to credit cards. They value their wealth in dollars, and so I, 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 again, I'm going to have to remind you, people. People worship the dollar that much that they're 930 billion dollars in debt debt in the United States, almost a trillion dollars in debt it, 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 on credit cards on credit cards. So, and they're going to have to pay that back in dollars. They are dollar centric. They're not. They're not all of a sudden switching to the yuan. <laughs> um. And the United States consumer is the most powerful consumer on the planet, consumes the most, the most in debt, the most hooked on the dollar. Now, Bitcoin can still exist in this world, too, by the way. But there's a lot of you, oh, all those people are going to wake up to Bitcoin. No, they're not. (laughs) But at the same time, U.S. dollar isn't going to go anywhere. It is the world reserve currency for you people. They're like, oh, they just keep printing it. They They keep printing it and printing it. And people keep wanting more and more of it to use it more and more. So they're, they're continuing to value they're they're hooked on valuing their wealth in dollars, but they're stuck in debt to it. So even if some of them are like, I don't like that the U S is printing all these dollars, tough luck. They're hooked in it. They owe them in it. And uh, most of them don't care. Most of them love it. And they love the system where they can be that much in debt and keep on getting their fancy big uh, screen TVs. So, I am not a doomer like so many people are like, Oh, the dollar people have been talking about the dollar collapse for so long. For, look, the opposite is happening. People are becoming more and more in debt with that dollar that is being def- inflated every year. It's worship. It's love across this world. The American way is loved across this world. The American innovators change this world. They have $4 trillion companies that dominate this planet. It's it's not, and that's all based around the dollar. They all use the dollar. That's their thing. So I mean, Russia is going to the gold standard. Russia is nothing compared to the American consumer. Russia is nothing compared to Microsoft. You guys are watching too much uh, Hillary Clinton or CNN. If you think Russia is something, (laughs) you hate America that much that you think Russia going to going to gold standard, which has been a rumor for so long, has can do anything to the United States, can do anything to the United States dollar, can do anything to the creativity and freedom that United States corporations have and that individuals have, the the opportunity that we have in this country. It won't go away. American dominance, American creativity. I've been all around this world. They listen to American music. Hollywood dominates. I'm in Hollywood right now. It's not changing. And I think you've got to be a little sick in your head and obsessed with doom if you think, all of a sudden, oh, Russia, China, who can't, who, whose people uh, came and wipe their own butts and are spreading a disease all over the place. Yeah, that's how the disease is spread. It was, they defecate and they, it, they, it's, that's how it's being spread. That's Why isn't it spreading in the United States? By the way, that virus, if you put that virus name in, in your YouTube thing, you get demonetized right away. I actually had that name of the virus in, uh, I talked with Tai Zen was on the uh, This Week in Bitcoin show, a week ago, the way I set up the show, I put that, uh, the name of the virus in the, you have to label it. You guys can't see the labels, but you label it below. And since I do the This Week in Bitcoin show the same way every week, that label got carried over to this this week's Bitcoin show, which had nothing to do with the virus whatsoever. And so when I'm setting up the show, immediately YouTube tells me before the the show even went live, before my This Week in Bitcoin show even went live this week. It got demonetized because in the description – and then I erased the name of the virus. They wouldn't monetize it again until 24 hours later. I'm not complaining. I'm just giving you guys a warning because when you play the, the YouTube game, this is what you get. They do – what they, that's the algorithm. I'm not a slave to that algorithm. I'm not dependent on the five bucks that I lost, okay? Some people are, um, but – that's just – I want to point that out about the mindless YouTube algorithm. It's mindless in a lot of ways. It, it'll, it'll get, it, it guides you to the most popular mindless stuff. But at the same time, in your description, if you make a little mistake for one second, it penalizes you. It, it, it's, it's wild. It's wild. All right. So Tom Stott, I, I, I was talking about uh, – we'll talk about the virus again in a second, I think. But, yeah, it, it's – don't worry about it in the Western nations, people. We have different sanitary conditions here. We have different types of toilets. We we wash our hands, and we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. In China, on the other hand, it seems like it, it is, is spreading quite a bit. And uh, but, but, I mean, people fear China taking over the world, and everyone wants to be like China. You want to be like that? You want to be like that? It's, it's It's silly. It's a joke. But there's so many people have this – America hatred in them because they're they're bitter because they themselves are not. successful. I mean, they get caught up in this Bernie Sanders type of nonsense like, oh, it's a, we're the vill- America's the villain. America's at fault for why you are a loser. No, you're at fault for why you're a loser. America gives you the opportunity to be productive. OK, you can't you can do things here that you can't do in other countries. I mean, is it is it a total capitalism? No, it's not total capitalism. Is it the best system that's out there right now? Yes. Yeah, definitely one of the best systems in terms of freedom and uh, in, in middle class. And I talked about this last week, middle class people able to be succeed, successful, people who want to succeed, um, people with goals, people who value achievement. They, this is the best country to be in. Uh, I mean, one of the best countries to be in. And that's another reason why the dollar is not going anywhere, because the dollar current fiat currency is wrapped around a story too you have to believe in it and everyone believes in america deep down even if they want to hate it um they they believe that i mean they see the truth they want to come here people running across the desert in mexico to get here getting trying to get here all sorts of different ways uh and and i'm not saying to be blindly uh patriotic and go out and and uh, be in the army that's silly why does any American have to even be in army? We don't need an army anymore. We should have a machine army. We have the technology now where we could just have machines doing our drones, doing everything we need. We need them to do. But they're guys. That some, of, some of the men, some of it's blind worship. You, you cannot blindly worship a flag or a country. you got to look up for yourself. But then there's some people that take the U.S. Army as a welfare program, because in a sense, it is a welfare program. You get paid to be in it. They pay for your college. But it's there is a, nothing's exactly free there. You have to. Sometimes they'll send you to war zones in filthy Middle East countries where you're exposed to who knows what in the desert, and you come back and you have cancer and you die. And it's that's it wasn't really free, was it? Uh, but no one has to do that. There's no. There's again. There's people that like yell at Ben Shapiro when Ben Shapiro gives a political uh, view, and they're like, "Why don't you enlist?" No. Why should he enlist? He's smart. <laughs> Why he's going to get sick? Why should he die? Why does he want to die? What What's the point? What was that? We, we're the best country on earth. We don't need people sacrificing their lives anymore. Uh, it, it, it's nonsense. We, we have machines. What you should be saying is like, why why should we have a, a, an army program anymore? Why are why are my tax funds funding a program uh, that's sending men uh, to to foreign countries when I mean, we can just send machines and we or we can just sit in the office and uh, and operate drones comfortably? I mean, that, that's what you should be asking. Uh, all right, so. And it would, it would cut costs. Now uh, we're, we're going to get back to. We're doing a lot of politics today, aren't we? Let's See if we got any other any other questions here. Now we got uh, we got guys in Australia. All right. Uh, let's see. The unemployed. Okay, to talk about Steyer in this South Carolina article that I linked to below. The unemployment rate in South Carolina has probably dropped an entire percentage point thanks to the Tom Steyer campaign, campaign, said Tyler Jones, a Democratic strategist based in South Carolina. Every YouTube video that comes on in South Carolina has a Tom Steyer ad in front of it. And he says things that every Democrat agrees with. Okay. Gerald Loudbot, an Atlanta-based Democrat, Political strategist noted the success of Tom Steyer's state operations, which is comprised almost entirely of native South Carolinians. So he's he's buying, he's paying people in South Carolina to vote for him. That's better than advertising, he said. Johnny Cordero, chair of the South Carolina Democratic Black uh, Party Black Caucus, and Steyer endorser, agreed. The days have gone where you can come into South Carolina. And bring your crew from D.C. and ask Black South Carolinians to be your volunteers," Cordero said. So he's saying if you you got to pay Black South Carolinians to uh, work for you now, don't don't bring people from D.C. and ask Black South Carolinians to volunteer with you. Pay us, okay? So some say that Tom Steyer is renting the black vote. Well, well, they're the landlords, okay? If he's renting the black vote, then they're the landlords, and it's up to them to be money that they get okay so i i have no problem if, if uh if people are, are getting money from this free wheeling political dude who's doing things a different way now they're getting that money i hope they can be productive with that money uh because voting is not uh it's not like a godsend it's not the most important thing to do it's not like uh you're praying it's it's not like your children. it's just voting and if you can be if you need some money to, to vote or whatever. Then I guess hey, there you go. Tom Steyer is your man, uh, but you're not you're you, you, you're the landlord there. Okay, he's renting you. You're the landlord, so you be productive with that money, dude, and uh, you you change your life because he's not changing your life. If you're going into this saying, okay, I'm going to take Tom Steyer's money and I'm going to change my life with this, let him do what he's going to do. If he'll get my vote, maybe he won't even get my vote but I'm going to take his money and I want to change. Then, then, then you're on the right path right there. You're you're definitely on the right path. But if you're like, yeah, okay, I'm taking his money. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to blow it on some, uh, a big screen TV. I'm going to wait till 2024 till the next guy pays me. And I'm just going to keep doing this over and over and over again, not improve my own life. And maybe one of these guys is going to improve my life. Then eh, you're terrible. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Uh, Okay, Jordan Peterson update. So apparently, Jordan Peterson got real sick. He got addicted to drugs. I wish him well. Uh, his ThinkSpot, I linked to ThinkSpot. They, I was on their waiting list. His is supposed to be, you know, like a competitor with, well, who knows? Facebook said, uh, just a social media competitor where you can write your own stuff. I was on the waiting list, and then they wrote me and said, "Hey, sign up now." but I haven't gotten to do it yet. And that was a week ago. I just haven't found time to do it. So people, if you think spot is getting closer to becoming a reality for everyone, I guess if you're on their wait list, perhaps you also have been contacted now, check your email. Uh, I've got nothing more to say about that, but some people have asked about that before. Wook Chewy said, thank you Bitcoin Meister for the daily strong hand. Well, thank you. Wook Chewy. I hope you like, uh, this show goes a little bit beyond the strong hand. Beyond Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Uh, and it is, it's interesting to see how social media, how some of the candidates can change the whole social media approach to, uh, to politics and uh, really get into the emotional wheelhouse of some people, which is sad that people – based their emotion you know, that so many people are emotional that it they, they make uh their financial decisions based on that so they think they're making politics is a financial decision for them uh, in terms of they think this guy's going to solve their problem their financial problems they got to solve their own financial problems so they can be emotionally triggered by this new social media techniques that these guys are using uh, all right so the virus i talked about the virus yeah. All right. I said enough about the virus. I had no. I, I said it early. Uh, Airbnb tip, another Airbnb tip, something I've done here in Los Angeles. Uh, if you stay in a place once and you really get to know the people and you trust the people, you you get off the Airbnb pro, uh, platform with them. You make deals off of Airbnb. And it's cheaper because Airbnb charges. There's a, all sorts of fees they, they add in there. And this is only with a someone that you've stayed with, and you. Re, I mean, you really got to trust them, that they're not going to give you provide you lower quality. Because when you do it through Airbnb, you're there's a there's a protection, there's a trust level. You know, your money's not going to get stolen. Uh, but so here in LA, I, I may, where where I've stayed now, my third time staying here. Uh, I don't do it through Airbnb. I do it through them. I do it through them. They're great people. Great people. They're part of, they're part of chabad also all right so there's there's a, a little tip for you it, it gets if you're if you're staying at an airbnb over and over and the air and the people that host these airbnbs these people didn't do that but i've been at other airbnbs where they leave their business card in a very prominent location with their eat so you get all their private information so you don't have to rely on the airbnb a platform to contact them anymore you've got their eat so there's some that do it subtly uh, they, they'll leave their card and then you can figure it out from there. They, they don't, they don't want to be on air. They not they don't want to do business through Airbnb either because they, they can get a better deal. Uh, they don't have to pay the Airbnb fees and the credit card fees, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So, oh man, this show has gone long. It's already at past 12. We're almost done. I think internet of beefs. I forgot who's who made up this term internet of beefs. I think a lot of people. Have used it, you know. You've got a beef with someone, and that, that's a, that's a terminology you're all familiar with. And over social media, it is so true, especially Twitter. It's such a waste of time. People are just beefing with each other, and I, I think these internet, these social media beefs, it's a way for people to release the anger rele- related to their scapegoating of others for their problems. Okay, so let let's say you're you're a Democrat. You're you're angry at Trump. And so you're blaming the Republicans for all your problems. So you're getting a beef with Republicans and you just waste all your time with these beef beef battles. The internet, it's the internet of beefs. You're using Facebook, Twitter, just to to get into arguments and you're feeling better about yourself. It's sickening. It's sickening. This is why you don't scapegoat and blame. You if you it's your phone fault that you got problems. It's not the Republicans' fault. It's not Donald Trump's fault. It's yours. You don't need to beef with anyone to make yourself feel better. You don't need to be a blamer. You don't need to be a victim. But this is the world we live in today, the internet of beefs, where it's glorious to be a victim. It's glorious to get into useless uh, battles and to scapegoat others for your problems. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. I mean, Scott Adams just said in, in like his latest video, he gave like a quick little 10 minute video. And all it was was like, this is going to change your life people. It's some of you already know this. You don't have a victim mentality. You change the people around you. You change yourself. You don't let other people change you. You either that's what, you either convey that you can change the world or you let the world change you. And you you don't want to be on that passive side. You want to be the one giving the aggressive side. It is it's like it's being a victim of the world and other people. Or it's being a person who changes. And for me, I mean that's all I preach here, but I guess it's not so obvious for some people. And he he said the same thing. He said some of you this is gonna be obvious for, but some it's not. Well, for me, it's darn obvious. And I hope if you've been paying attention to this show, I, I think it's it's obvious for you. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If you don't take personal responsibility, you end up a victim. You end up with a victim mentality, and you're not gonna be. Trust me, there's peak guys that became millionaires, billionaires, uh, they didn't have the victim mentality. They went out there and they were in motion. They didn't blame. They didn't scapegoat others. They didn't say, oh, this, this dude's keeping me down. The banks are keeping me down. This one wouldn't give me a loan, so that's it. I th- that's No, they figured it out. They got it done. Be that person. Figure it out. Get it done. Be in motion. You can do it. Just don't sit there and say, oh, this is, this is the end of it. Just like with me, the YouTube video gets demonetized for a while, so what? I keep doing the YouTube videos. I keep doing it. I keep in mode. I keep getting. I don't let. I don't say like, oh, this is terrible. I'm just not gonna make YouTube videos anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna change my whole system because uh, something, something, an obstacle got got in my way. That's why you need a system. Because if you have, if you're, if you've got conviction behind your system, obstacles will jump in the way, and you you'll just move them aside. You just move the obstacles aside, and you continue with the system. If you don't have the system, and and, an obstacle gets in your way, well, you might just uh, stop. You might uh, change, uh, you just might not be in motion anymore. All right. Here, speaking of in motion, in Israel, there's a company called UBQ Materials. It's linked to below. And there's an article about it below. This is golden age type of stuff, guys. UBQ Materials is taking household waste that would normally end up in landfills and embedding it in liquefied recycled plastic to create a thermoplastic composite bio-based sustainable climate positive material. All right. A lot of buzzwords in there, but basically a way to get rid of uh, trash that's, r- and reusing it again and reusing plastic again, and maybe cutting down on emissions, making the world a healthier place. It, it, it's, it's, it's something that uh, it, it's sustainable and we, it's it's good for the environment and it's pretty cool looking <laughs> and um it's just you know, bec- becoming publicized right now, so I hope it makes the world a cleaner place uh, and a more efficient place. So good job to those dudes. Uh, link to below. Uron Brook. I just mentioned him before. Uh, he was talking about uh, that President Trump. Uh, her, said that all government buildings should look a certain way, a certain standard uh, should be followed now with all government buildings. They shouldn't be just drab and ugly looking like they were in the 60s and 70s. And Yron Brook makes a great point. He says, "No. They should be as uncomfortable as possible. They should be done as cheap as possible. We shouldn't be encouraging people to work in government buildings." <laughs> now, it, for like the capitol building for for, for show buildings, for certain like a very teeny museum buildings, okay, but for, for government worker buildings, which make up the huge bulk of government buildings, okay, he said, and I agree, they, should, they shouldn't even be permanent buildings. They should be rented from private f- facilities, from private ownership, okay? If your government needs – if your government agency needs an office, it should be rented. Or I, I would say, you know, take it a step further, everyone should be a commuter. They should work from home. OK, we don't even need we don't need government spaces, but no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be redone. They shouldn't be made nice. They shouldn't be made fancy. Uh, they shouldn't exist at all. Uh, but if they do have to exist, let them be bad. And uh, and the go- again, if the government is building buildings and they have to maintain those buildings, that's why Iran's point of just renting from other people. You don't have to worry about me. Ma- man, there are no maintenance costs there. You're just paying rental costs. And if you cut down on employees, then you're renting a smaller space. All right. So that's linked to below. You're on Brooke is always good. Uh, All right. I talked about the the great uh, neighborhood that I am in here in LA. That was what I was supposed to talk about at the end of the show. All right. Let's see if there are any other questions. No, there are not. All right, guys, be a unique beast. I'm in the home of a unique beast here and I, here in, uh, in America, Los Angeles has got quite a few unique beasts. It's been fun. Maybe I'll do, I got to do an outdoor video one of these days. Next week is going to be weird because I'm going to be in Las Vegas on Saturday. Uh, who knows what kind of Beyond Bitcoin show you're going to get. Uh, but thanks a lot for the people that are up tonight and play this at 2X. If you're watching this taped, I'm glad I got to think of the Bolt Bus name. That was a killer at first, wasn't it? I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. I kept it under an hour. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Retweet on Twitter, Tech Vault. I've been tweeting out a lot of stuff on, on Twitter at Tech Vault. Tomorrow, back to the one Bitcoin show that you get here every single day. Do check out Friday's This Week in Bitcoin show, though. DisruptMeister.com. It was a blast. See ya. Bye.